Tom Bernard Show with Mike Bellina, Andy Brant Bernard, L.A. Nick, and Doug Sprinthal. We'll be right back. Special guest coming up this hour as well. Back with Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. And now, Doug Sprinthal. You just got done an hour ago saying, why don't you just introduce yourself? So you it's suck. all ready to do it. You can't take any God. direction whatsoever. Why do I put up disaster. with this? Uh, you know, why do I put up with this? <laughs> Listen to you. All right, never mind. I'm yeah. not introducing anything you say. Ever again, I'm never speaking to you. Go ahead. Just screw the ads up all by yourself. If you're in the market for something fun to drive, the place you should go is to walzer.com, hit inventory, and find the cool car section. You'll find sports cars, convertibles, anything groovy that we uh, stock at any of our Minnesota stores and Kansas. There are $10,000 Miatas up to you know several hundred thousand dollar Ferraris, everything in between. Most of the stuff is 40, 40 grand or less. Um, but it's, it, it, it's a fun way to shop because usually people that are looking for these are people looking for third cars, quite honestly. They're not quite as brand loyal. They just want something that's affordable, that uh, you can take the top down in the summertime, if it ever stops snowing. You can find all these at walzer.com. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> I've heard worse. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. I don't know anymore of a neighbor's watching me. filed in time that's your problem yeah that sounds good yeah they changed their mind on that one said oh wait a second i guess you do have till midnight tonight i was showing andy a uh, a spoof email i got from the irs about an hour or two ago saying that uh, they were gonna i had to contact him and pay him twenty three hundred dollars the the email address was stonebrook.com irs at stonebrook.com like well, can't the big, you even spoof the them? big one right now is they call somebody calling you and, yep. and, and oh, yeah. it's a message yeah. it's a yep. message saying yep. call this number right now yep. or you're going to be fined and people call that number and it take, steals all your info yeah, you yep. do not want to be doing that any the of irs people. is not going to call you with a tape recording so if you get a tape recording call on your phone, it's not the IRS. I've only, they've only con- about seven or eight years. Last time I did my taxes myself, I screwed it up, and I got a letter from them. I called them right away, and they were actually really quite cool about it. Yeah. The IRS has been great to me. Yeah. You know, in, in the last, in the last money 20 me. years, the IRS has really toned it down. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because in the 70s and early 80s, they were brutal. They would come after you with vengeance. Mm, yeah, I, that's what I understand. I well, I literally overpaid my taxes for about 35 years, so. You know. I still do. I get always, We always get a refund. Do you? No, I didn't get refunds well, even. I just overpaid my taxes yeah. and never got a refund. Yeah. So, I, but no, they, I've, I've had to deal with them, like I said, you know, net operating losses due to theft, and they've been great about it. Yeah, you probably have really complicated taxes. I bet. Oh, God. Yeah, it's a real thrill. 
I know Nick's real happy about it. You know, I, I <laughs> but you know, for a guy like you know, a W two person like me, without a lot of things to deduct anymore, and it'd be interesting to see what happens next year. I don't might not even have to file a long form. We'll have to see. Yeah, it could be. Uh, oh my God! Another young woman, Michaela Maroney. Larry Nasser molested me the first day we met. How many people are going to jail over this deal? They knew he was doing this, and they let him do yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's just amazing. Disgusting. This guy's molesting young girl after young girl after young girl, and all these people knew about it and did nothing to stop oh, it. Look at R. Kelly. I know. Still I just, doing I it. Don't get it. Still I, doing it. How these people just continue on, I will never understand why it's okay to some people. I think R. Kelly got charged today, too, with transmitting sexual diseases. Oh, that's one of the charges. That's, that's one of the charges today. That's what you're looking for as a roommate. <laughs> Good thing they didn't have that in the 70s. Everybody would have been in jail. It is a it is a crime today. Is it? Yep, without telling your sexual partner that you have a sexual disease. It should be. Yeah, it should be. No, yeah. I agree yeah. with you, Andy. It should be. It absolutely should be against the law. 390 donate to buy couch for billionaire Elon Musk. Why does what? he? I heard the story. I don't understand it. Well, I don't understand. Explain. Explain. Okay, well, some <laughs> stupid ass meme, I'm sure. Elon Musk is a great example of crowdfunding success. Not only did he raise $10 million selling flamethrowers, he may soon be the recipient of a crowdfunded couch. In an interview with CBS News last week, Musk mentioned the couch in his office at Tesla is, well, not a good couch. Last time I was here, I actually slept literally on the floor because the couch is too narrow. It's terrible, he said. As a community, we cannot let this stand. California's Ben Sullins responded Monday with a GoFundMe campaign seeking yep. to buy oh, Musk a couch comfy enough for dozing. So funny. More than $5,000, well above the $1,000 go, has already been raised by 390 people as of this writing. If billionaire Musk is uninterested, Sullen says the funds will be donated to charity per the Telegraph. If he's open to receiving the new couch, Sullen says he'll fly up there to hand-deliver and film the experience, while a few commentators on the uh, GoFundMe page campaign page uh, swung at the idea of buying a billionaire a couch while others are homeless. How do I, you make that connection? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just flabbergasted. I have no, I can't even respond to that. No, you can't. ISIS does have a point. ISIS does have a point. <laughs> Maybe ISIS has a point. Well, the problem with that argument is you could use that for literally anything. It's like, why are you going out to dinner when there are homeless people? Why aren't you just eating rice exactly. and beans and donating the rest of your money? It's, you, can't, you can't say that. It's, you can't doesn't make tie sense. everything into homelessness. There are people now, we, we did... And I didn't believe it when I was told this. There are websites on how to be homeless and live like you make like 70 grand a year. I, I was just telling somebody this story yesterday, yesterday. I have a friend. I won't say his name. Actually, I'll say his name. His name's Steve Hunter. Doug's friend. His name's Steve Hunter. I've known him for a very long time. Lives in and, a van down by the river. He, he literally lives in his car. Yeah. And he has over a million dollars in the bank. I know it's unbelievable. There are all these homeless, and he lives people. in Los Angeles, and he has he has a very nice, brand new Porsche Cheyenne, and he lives in that, and he also has a Porsche 911 that he parks at a marina where he is homeless, and he has a lot of money. So he live on the boat, and he, he does not live on he does not live on a boat. Oh, okay. um, the marina he, he does have a sailboat, but the marina that he has it at, you're not allowed to live on the boat. Oh, he he has it. He has a membership to Lifetime, so he goes there every morning. He gets a shower and all. And Where does he get his money? Out. He works for a really. He does all the big events like the Oscars, the Emmys, all that stuff, and he do, only does audiovisual, and he makes a lot of money. So he just doesn't want to live in a house. So he, he's not no, homeless. He, no, he gives all his money away. They didn't give any to me. He's making it up as he goes along. He gives, he gives his money away to, to kids in, in, in Africa. Kids in Africa? You mean he gives yeah. his money to African warlords? Well, he, that's where it's going. Yeah, well, he, he thinks he's giving it to the kids. He gets a picture of the kids. He's got like 250 God. of them. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there, there are websites on how to do this. I, I, down, you know, true. Where, where you used to live down <laughs> there. Those look at me like I'm not, so it's true. Thinking of Peter Falk. Flies carrying babies off in their beaks. These dude seatsy flies <laughs> carrying babies off in their beaks. It was unbelievable. I love it. My, my favorite line from that movie is, you were involved in the Bay of Pigs? Involved? It was my idea. <laughs> my, my favorite line was when he, I can't, I think it was, he's, uh, 
trying to recruit the taxi driver and the yes. CIA. There's wonderful benefits, although the whole key to the benefits package is to stay alive. Is to stay alive, yes. you got to stay alive. The key to the benefits package is to stay alive. I don't know. It's just the whole world is amazing. So buying this guy a couch. Buying Elon Musk a couch. So I doubt that he's going to take the couch because it would make him no. look like a real jackass. Yeah, that would be very bad. The Tesla's PR. not doing that great, are they? No, they're not. The company's not doing well at all. No. No, because I, I saw the other day it's going to be the first car company that start out as a real high-end to sell it and end up a low-end car. Where usually they, yes. like Hyundai, started yes. out as low-end and now they're, they're not a nice car. So they're going to be they're doing the opposite. They're starting out a high-end car, they're going to end up a low-end car. A low-end car. <laughs> That's the old joke about how to make a small fortune in the car business. You start out with a big one and work your way down. That's oh, yeah, kind of what exactly. he's doing. It's kind of what he's doing, yeah. Actually. Both of you guys are good good people to ask about this. Why was Hugo named the worst car ever made? They were just they were just terrible. Where did they make them? Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia. Oh, in Yugoslavia. Yeah, yeah, it was an Eastern European automobile. What's early eighties? Probably eighty two to eighty six. But to be fair, nineteen seventy seven. To be fair, at the same time that Yugo came, yeah, you had a lot of other cars that were just as bad. The Suzuki th- two-stroke yeah. was just as terrible. You had the car, which was just as terrible. No, there were a lot of bad cars. There was then. a lot of bad cars, and, and even Hyundai was a terrible car. Mm-hmm. But Hyundai has made good of themselves. They're a great car. Oh wait! In the United States, it was eighty-five to ninety-two. Yeah, I was going to say it was eighties. Yeah. yeah, I saw one last winter on four ninety-four. It looked dead mint, and I'm like, "Is that a Hugo? <laughs> really? Oh I haven't seen a Hugo in a long time. I thought I, how cool it'd be to roll around. I in haven't that. seen one in a long time. I Google that stuff on eBay and stuff, but I haven't seen a Hugo in a long time. I've seen a Pacer and I've seen a Grand One, but I haven't seen a Hugo. I have. No, I wouldn't even know what a, uh, a Hugo looks it like. Oh yeah, you would. Yeah, Second, you see, you see, you remember it. You oh, remember really? it. Yeah. I'm looking at pictures. It of looks my... like those little Dodge Omnis that Mitsubishi made. You yeah, know, front real wheel square, drive, square looking shit boxes. Back in the, Sorry, and they were always weird colors. They were green and Chrysler AMC colors. Yeah. What did Suzuki come out with the uh, with the uh, little uh, uh, SUV? Samurai? Earlier than you samurai, think. Let right. me tell you that story. Earlier than you think. So I'm 26 years old. I got I've been worked at. for Walzer for two years. I'm the general sales manager of a Mazda store that's just on fire. And Paul calls up and says, how'd you like to be the general manager of a dealership? I'm like, I'm 26. This would be fabulous. Yeah. So I accept the position. And... Um, we had a Suzuki franchise at the time, and the Samurai was the hottest thing in the world. We're selling them for four grand over window sticker and, right. and waiting lists and all this sort of stuff. It's we're, The dealership is in a construction trailer on what would become the new Mazda store, and then we were going to move Suzuki down to the current deal. So I took the job, and two weeks later, Consumer Reports named it the most dangerous vehicle sold in the United States That's since correct. the Corvair, and in the history. sales went, whoops. Everybody quit. I had three salespeople that didn't quit. Two of them were white power guys. I, they wore these shirts, and, and the other guy looked like the zigzag man, and he could sell. Good God. And I spent the winter in that construction trailer. I finally called Paul. I says, I don't care. Just get me to Bjork. Any, I get it. I can't take it anymore. So that was my first job as a GM. But they came out very early. The two-stroke version was came here in 70 in America. Right. And, this was the Samurai. Yeah. One was the Samurai. This would have been 1986, 86. 7, 8. I think they made them two or actually, three years. Actually, I think they were called Samurais back then, too. That might they, have been. The Suzuki Samurai, also known as the Jimny, is that the yeah, same thing? Yeah, yeah, uh, 1970. Yeah. 1970. Yeah. So we didn't two have the, you didn't have the promotion with yes. KQRS on the Suzuki Samurai. No, uh-uh. Because it, one of the dealerships got really mad at me because... <laughs> They set up, oh, the Suzuki Samurai, the KQ Morning Show, we'll tie it all in together. And the KQ Morning Show had just exploded. Yeah. Like, just happened, right? So then we get <laughs> we get the info that it's the most dangerous car ever made. So Dave Hamilton and I wrote this big promo, and I voiced the promo. Welcome to the 92 KQRS Suzuki Samurai Rock and Rollover Weekend. <laughs> oh, awesome. Oh, my God, did they get mad at me. But you know the, That the, was the, probably the Lupians, I would imagine, because they had a couple be. of Oh, them. yeah, could I remember be. that. that was the Lupe Rock yours. and Rollover Weekend. The original two-stroke ones, though, are in demand. People oh, want those. Are. Yeah, the two-stroke. It was a three-cylinder two-stroke. Yeah, the two-stroke that was the Jimny, and then when it was the Samurai, that's when it became four-cylinder. Uh, four four oh, okay. 
it's looking at it. I mean, they're okay. They're just really short wheelbase and a high center of gravity. Which yeah, it's like you'd think they'd look at it and say, "This thing looks like it could roll over pretty easily." <laughs> and, and of course, you, biggest... you have to remember at that time, Subaru sold something called the Brat, which was a yeah. oh, sedan yeah. was where awesome. they chopped the back off yep. it to make it look don't like they, a pickup don't truck. They still make and they had... Can I finish the effing story? Oh, they still make a brat. Oh, and they like, had plastic seats in the back with like handles oh, that you held God, onto. I mean, oh. this was like what people were selling back then. It's almost but like a. Yeah, uh, they did bring the brat back. I think yeah. they stopped again they in stopped? 05 or 06. I'd have to look it up. What do you call it? Like a General Lee or whatever? Isn't that Charger? what the brat looks like? No. There, no. There's another car that's like that that has the back. That's... Oh, El Camino. El Camino. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Ranchero. So this is basically a Japanese El Camino. El Camino with plastic seats to sit in in the bed. Oh. Facing uh, backwards. But they're actually very desirable right now, too. Yeah. They're worth a lot of money. I have no interest 78 to 94. Whatsoever. Yeah. Brats are worth good money. I do remember when I was around, like, you know, eight years old, that's when everyone suddenly became anti-sitting in the back. Because before that, everyone, they yeah. had no problem just sitting in the yeah. back. They it's put still dangerous. It's still legal it? in every country except America. Mm. Legal? Yes. Really? Yes. We're the only country that's it's Ill- illegal. Well, not, during a rainstorm, that's got to be a little uncomfortable. Well, I mean, rain hitting you at 60 miles an hour cannot that does feel hurt. too good. Just sit against the cab. I guess so. Ronald guess Reagan had one. Ronald Reagan had a rock and roll over brat. a weekend? No, he had a, a brat. brat. 78 oh, to 98, brat? yeah. 20 years. God. That, and it has, it has since been restored and returned to the ranch. The brat. Why was it called a brat? It's kind of like a look to By it. drive recreational yes, all terrain right. transporter. Yeah. Because that was back when everything had to be an acronym. Oh God, Bart and Brat, huh? What? Bay Area Rapid Transit, Bart the Bart <laughs> system. Oh yeah. Everything, like you said, everything had to be an acronym. Everything, Bart, Brat, Yo Mammy, <laughs> all of that stuff. Yeah, I I don't know. I that's that whole car thing just amazes me. It the whole. Uh, what they am did, I bringing they, my car? They did a lot of weird stuff. They back did a in lot of days. very weird things. Chrysler, AMC, all those companies, they did a lot of strange stuff. Down in, when, over Christmas, Catherine and I were walking around on Palm Beach Island, and there was a guy, and I can't, I, 1957 or 59 Cadillac. That thing was as big as this room. 59 yeah. the biggest. Oh yeah. my God. God, that car was 25 huge. feet long. Yeah, I think you might. I might have mentioned that to you. As a matter of 25 fact. feet long. 25 feet long. Two door. 25 huge. foot long two door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I could not believe how big that thing was. We will be right back. John Cameron will join us. Coming up next, he's talking about the book. It's me, Edward Wayne Edwards, the serial killer you never heard of. Be right back with John right after this. Tom Bernard show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering more than 50% off his four pack special, which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to the pure joy of hanging out on the dock. You, family, friends, and the calm of the water. If this sounds like heaven, you're going to want a flow dock. Flow docks are rock solid with double bracing to eliminate side-to-side sway. And get this, you could install, level, and remove your flow dock without even getting into the water. You see, Flo's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Right down to flow boat lifts that are quieter, faster, and effortless to install and use. Are you starting to see a pattern here? Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. Call or visit Flow's newest dealer in Chanhassen. Lakeshore Equipment, 952-474-DOC or lakeshoreequipment.com, of course. Flow Docks and Lifts. 
a better way. Da, da, da. VW dealer when this came out and the if you remember the commercial it's two guys driving around in a GTI and they pick up this old green armchair and they stick it in the back and they keep driving and they figure out that it smells like piss so they dump oh, it yeah, out. I remember that. So I've got a t-shirt that has the the green armchair on the front and says da 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 on the back. Every time I wear it people the V-dub guys go, "Can I buy that from you?" Oh god, I suppose. And I'd go home without a shirt on and that wouldn't be good. Andy, would you bring up that uh, signature voice of NPR, Dead at 84, obituary? Oh, Carl Castle. Carl um, Castle, yeah. So how do you know about Carl? Oh, that's right, you're a big NPR He's guy. Uh, He was on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me forever. He's that's really, true. He's really funny. Newscaster Carl Castle, a signature voice of NPR, who brought his gravitas. Ooh, gravitas. What is NPR? Uh, to Morning Edition, and later his wit to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me has died the AP reports. He was 84. NBR, NPR said Castle died Tuesday from complications from Alzheimer's disease in Potomac, Maryland. He retired in 2014. Castle's radio career spanned half a century, starting as a morning DJ and newscaster at WGBR AM in Greensboro, North Carolina, or Goldsboro, North Carolina. I don't even know where Goldsboro, North Carolina is. Sounds rural. Yeah, it does sound rural. He spent a decade at a radio station WAVA in Arlington, Virginia, going from morning anchor to news director. He was a newscaster for 30 years on Morning Edition until 2009. Castle then became the official judge and scorekeeper of the Chicago-based show Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me in 1998. He was and remains the heart and soul of our show, Pete Sagal, probably. Sagal. Peter Sagal is the ringleader of that show. Oh, he is. The host of Wait, Wait tweeted on Tuesday, Castle left his voice on hundreds of answering machines as part of that show's prize. NPR's Melissa Block said of Castle, a beloved voice, uh, a radio man through and through, and the kindest colleague you could... uh, If anybody in radio ever calls me their colleague, I'm going to push them down. (laughs) It's public radio. They're all colleagues. They're all colleagues. Or associates, right? Welfare radio. (laughs) God, why does it piss people off so much? I, I did not come up with that. I stole it from a listener because it's funny. Did it I is tell you, funny. I was listening to, to uh, Plant, uh, Jet Set Planet on KFAI. Mm-hmm. They go, you can call us anything you want. You can call us. They named a bunch of names. And they go, you can call us welfare radio, but you can't call us douchebag radio. What does that even mean? <laughs> I, I have no idea what that even means. <laughs> I don't know. It was a poke at, a poke at us, though. It was. Douchebag. You're right. I am a douchebag. Boy, that was so painful to admit just I now. bet. I suffered you should greatly. Listen, you should listen to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. It's on Saturday's middle of the day. It's actually a really funny show. Where would I find it? On uh, 90.1. 91.1. 91.1. You should listen to Jet Set Planet, too. It's a really you know good show. I've never, ever listened to NPR. Jet Set Planet's really My good. My whole life, I've never listened to it. Okay, but I like that one woman that's on uh, on there. I think she's on the morning show, though, so I never get a chance. Have to you ever been so to those studios? What, Carrie Miller or Terry no. Gross? Uh, the woman that's on uh, I get them confused on TV, the time. too. She was married to Eric Gaskola. Oh, God. What the hell I didn't know that. She was a really nice person. I think person. that's Terry Gross. I no, think. it was not Terry Gross. Okay. Terry Gross is the one that got in the argument with uh, Gene Simmons from Kiss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's Have you ever been to the studios over there? Yeah. It, they're insane. Well, they they have more money than God. It's insane. It's welfare radio. They have like a drum room, a soundproof. So even as a lefty, this really frosted my cupcakes <laughs> a couple years ago. So they take all this public money, go. build this big studio, and then when they're going to build the rapid rail transit line, they sued the rapid trail because the, the, the tracks were too the close noise. to the studio and they were worried God. about the noise. So you take a publicly funded radio station... Stop public transportation. Yeah, it was like, God, stop! I know. It just drives me crazy when they do that stuff. I I, I was in there. They gave me some some private. I I won some private tour at some charity event I was at. And uh, they had a soundproof drum room. And I was asking about it. They go, oh, we don't think anybody's ever used that. Wow. (laughs) Nobody's ever used that. At the time, time, when I asked about it, they go, we don't think it's ever been used. I told you the first. It's a spinal tap. (laughs) Don't even look at that one. <laughs> when I when I first moved back 
from New York, I think it was. I'm, I'm thinking, now nah, maybe it was before that. I don't know. But I had to cut some spots for for companies in Los Angeles and New York and all the rest of it. And that was before ISDN lines, so the only thing you could use was a satellite. NPR. And, of course, the only place that had a satellite was NPR. NPR. So I had to go over there. So and I'm, Hubbard I, didn't? <clears throat> sorry, it was no, odd that Hubbard wouldn't have one because they kind of invented that. Well, KSTP it? always did. They did not have one th- really? that I could use. Because huh. that's the strongest one in the state right? at yeah, it this is. time, no, yeah. KSTP. Um, but in any case, I went in and I actually made a huge mistake of touching the microphone. <gasps> they did not like that well, you had at a union, all, You had man. a union sound guy? Four engineers to record or my was it, voice. Or was it Mike? Four. No, it was, <laughs> it was union sound guys. They all, there, was a, there, was a, there was a chief engineer... There was a board engineer. Oh, yeah, there was a microphone engineer. engineer. Old school. And Couldn't then there you was borrow another... one of those guys for Cumulus? Yeah. And record over there is just a disaster. Oh, it's unbelievable. Oh, crap. I cut we... spots yesterday. <laughs> this is a true story. Uh, I won't say who the client was. He's a great guy. He's a good friend. But I'm cutting spots, and I said, I have a huge echo when I talk. Yeah. I said, well, you're just going to have to put up. So when I would say, you know, it was... Like you and I, mm-hmm. we, we hold a conversation. It was that kind of commercial. Only every time he was talking, I could hear my own voice, what oh. I just said, coming back in my headphones. Try cutting a spot like that. Uh, it's, yeah, it's really terrible. Really comfortable. Really great. No, it's always a clown show over there. I just because Pat gets so stressed out. Oh, I know he gets all stressed out. <laughs> well, it is a clown show. I just I, for the first time in my in my career, I, I'm thinking about when it will all come to an end. You know, not that I want to leave now or yeah. anything like that, but I, I've never thought about that before. I thought I'd go on and on and on forever, but it just it it, it gets to the point where you just go, I I don't know how much more I can take. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, I do. It's just an odd business. It 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 always has been. It was from the very beginning, forty eight years ago. But I, for the very first time, started thinking about. Well, I wonder if I should pick a date. To wrap it all up. I think yeah, that otherwise goes, you go wind up like Carl Castle. I think it, that goes yeah. in any profession, though. I think Probably, I'm sure that's all true, professions yeah. are the same. It's like what at some time in your life. I mean, we're all in the same generation. At some point, yeah. you, you know, you start thinking about when do I stop? You when know? you look at all yeah. these rock stars that just can't do it anymore. Yeah. Huey Lewis just announced he can't tour uh, anymore because he's, he's deaf. deaf. Yeah, he's deaf. Now. That's a, that's a common problem with musicians. Yeah. He's going deaf. Um, Andy, would you look up something for me? Because there was somebody suggested a date to me. Um, how long has any morning host done worked on the same radio station in a large market for forty years? Has that ever happened? We just has any any morning host I worked at a radio station? So you'd have for to think of probably years. the big markets, right? Are there any real big market guys that have been at it that long? Not on the same station. Like uh, I must I mean, worked at four or five. Yeah, see, radio I was going to pick radio. Him. I don't think so. TV, maybe. Paul Harvey went a good long time. Paul Harvey, longest day. running weekly radio program. Not weekly morning radio. program. It has to be daily. <laughs> Yeah, weekly is nothing. That's you don't even have to make an effort to do. So a let me tell you program. a story about Arthur Godfrey. Remember, he was big Arthur, in the '50s. He had his own Arthur radio Godfrey shows. has Huge. his own street in uh, South Beach in Miami. So my oldest cousin Tommy, who was probably about three years old at the time, and my aunt used to play Arthur Godfrey every afternoon, climbs on top of the refrigerator, picks up the tube radio, oh, holds God. it over his head, oh, and says, "Afa Gaffa, no good," and throws it on the Afa floor. Gaffa. <laughs> No Arthur Godfrey, just Afa Gaffa. Yeah. What'd you come up with, Andy? I think this qualifies. Okay, it's a morning radio show in a large market. Um, let's see. It's called Pinky Kravitz, who did uh, something called Pinky's Corner. Pinky, that sounds familiar. It does sound familiar. Uh, Where was that? Let's see. W O N D A M fourteen hundred in. Uh, Gotta be New York, New Jersey. And New, where in New Jersey? Well, Southern New Jersey. So basically, yes, New oh, York. So it was. Uh, let's see. Started his broadcasting career. The he's, he's, he's been doing a boy. Pinky's Corner since 1958, and he retired in 2015. Wow! wow. Wait a minute. Brand. He did a morning show for that long. Um, daily radio talk show. So. But was is it a morning show? 
1958 till 2015. I started in 1958. He, um, yeah, he, born. He, he was 88 and you know had to retire. He just couldn't well, do it thank anymore. You. Sorry. Well, then, then I. 9 I p.m. to midnight. Oh, that doesn't count. Anybody could do that. <laughs> hey, speaking I'm of talking about something that had to get ratings. Did any? Did they find out what what happened to Art Bell? Uh, COPD. I oh, heard. it was okay. Yeah, I guess he was a big time smoker, and apparently his wife was asthmatic and a big time smoker. Oh. She died several years ago. Smoking's bad, man. Art is. Bell was an interesting guy. I didn't know him. I talked to him a couple of times. I think Darkness Dave knew him. I used to listen to him driving home from gigs in the nineties. Right. It was right. just fascinating radio. It was all kind of way out there, but. Yeah, well, yes, because it was aliens and it was yeah. paranormal and it was... What was this big deal? Remote viewing? Remote oh, viewing, yes. They figure big... out where the Russians are by using remote viewing remote techniques viewing. that the CIA won't acknowledge exists. That material would work today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he would. <laughs> you what? That material would work today. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, what's his, I can't remember the guy's name that's doing it. Well, you know, Darkness Dave fills in on Coast to Coast, yeah. Art Bell's yeah. oh, yeah. show. But who's the guy that does it now? I can't remember his name. I can't either. Because I don't, I don't drive into the station anymore, so therefore I don't listen to radio on the. Yeah, I, don't, I used I don't, to listen to that stuff on the way into the radio. Yeah. Station. I don't. I've, I'm never in the car listening to radio, so. Yeah. I, so I, yeah, I don't know. I can't. I can't remember the guy's name. But that you know that whole style is it's is kind of cool, but it's probably really hard to do because it was just him. Well, yeah, it was. Yeah. Talking was for a cut. You know, another guy that does that can do that. Calls, it's sad he doesn't do it anymore. Is Tommy Mischke. I used to love Mischke, to listen to him because yeah, he just well, who was the guy that sit did... there and off the top of his head. Yep. Go who was the guy that did World, World, World of Wars like back in the day? Orson Welles. Orson, Orson Welles. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he did it really good. Says someone named George Nury. Oh, George Nury. Yeah, that's exactly who it is. Yep. Uh, Art Bell was replaced by George Nury, and he does uh, Coast to Coast now. Whenever uh, Dave needs to fill in, he fills in for George Nury. Oh, there you go. Um. Yeah, what we were just talking about just before that. Longest running morning show. No, it was something we were just literally just talking about. Doesn't matter. I I just, yeah, for some guy to be on 9 to midnight, they don't even have to get any ratings 9 to midnight, so that doesn't count. What about Imus in the morning? But he wasn't at the same radio station. He Uh, was at several different radio stations. Yeah, he'd get fired every once in a while. And he's a jerk anyway. He was at WFAN. He was at WNBC. He was not a nice guy. WFAN, he was at for about 19 years. He could be was the longest yeah. running. He winner. wasn't nice to me. Yeah, he, would, he, can, he can be that way. He can be yeah, like he, Michael Lindell. He's very nice to Michael Lindell. He was Lindell. very bossy. Yeah, he, Imus was always bossy. Tell you what, though, he, he and Steve Dahl changed radio forever. Well, how long did was Steve Cannon on? Steve Cannon was on two different radio stations. He was on KSTV oh, and then WCCO. Right, and then CCO. Because, yeah, okay. But, yeah, he was on quite something. Who well, was the morning guy for WCCO here? Uh, Howard Viken was midday. It was uh, Boone and Erickson. That's right. That's right. Boone. And they were there. They had to have been there over 30 years. Yeah, I would think so. So, I don't know. We'll find out who it is. Because I might want to do that, just do it longer than anybody else ever did it. Because I'm coming up on it now anyway. <laughs> it's such a specific set of rules that I don't know if it's even possible to find. Yeah, maybe Longest not. running radio host of a morning show that never changed stations. That's a lot of variables. Yeah, that's why it should be easy to find. I think you can get the Gunsbrook of Water Records with it. Yeah. Well, Is if it? you go to them and, you know, claim the title, then they'll look sure. into it. yeah. I suppose that's true. If you claim the title, then they go, no, that's not true. Yeah, they'll look into it, and if they can't find anyone else, then there you go. And if they can, then you got your number. I mean, I would assume that in some medium markets that there are some, like, country and western guys that have probably been there for 50 years. Yeah, there's probably some 90-year-old guy. Yeah, who, yeah you, you know. go to somewhere like Partial, North Dakota. Yeah. It's probably been the same guy for 90 years when on that radio. When you went in in Chicago, there was a guy that got in posthumously. Oh yeah, the, from Wu in uh, Indiana. Yeah, he Indiana. he had a long run too. I don't remember the guy's name. He I think was there for fifty years. Yeah, something like but that. But again, that's that's not in a large market. Yeah. So that's a, yeah. There I think there are a lot of those that you know the Fort Wayne Indianas and the as you said North Dakota that were there for a long long time. But I don't know if it's ever happened in a large market. I have no idea. Maybe somebody knows. I have the slightest clue about that, but. That's one of the things I might do. Also, I might just not show up tomorrow. 
There's a, that's cool. a possibility too. Yeah. Let me know. I'll sleep in. <laughs> I'll just sleep in. Everything will be all taken care of, no problem. I don't know. Stuff. It's uh, rather fascinating. Apparently, we're not going to have our guests. That's unfortunate. No, it doesn't look like it. Come on, Melina, imitate him. I love the fact the guy wanted to be on for a half an hour and then and doesn't, doesn't show up at all. Okay, we'll be back. Maybe he's been killed. Oh, I hope not. It's by Edward. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutrimost weight loss plan. I've started up another round at the new Nutrimost Plymouth location, and those unwanted pounds are going fast. I've lost over 34 pounds. Nutrimost is so easy, and they guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutrimost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Nutrimost of Plymouth is hosting a second free informational dinner. Learn how to have success losing weight just like me. Neil Sheehy, Nutrimost client and owner, who played nine years in the NHL and is an agent to some of the NHL's current top players, will be at the dinner, and so will I, actually. It's Monday, April 30th, 6 p.m. at Jake City Grill in Plymouth, located around the corner from Nutramost, just off Highway 55 and 494. Space is limited. Call 763-333-7337 to register. That's 763-333-7337. I'm here with my real estate agent, Chris Lindahl, and after seeing what he did for me, I asked if he had something that would help our listeners. Chris, what do you got? We have something very special for KQ listeners. April 16th through the 18th, the Chris Lindahl team is hosting our SellerWorkshop.com series where we're going to teach you how to net between thirty dollars to $60,000 more on your home sale. And the best part is it's absolutely free. So that sounds great, Chris, but what's the catch? Tom, here's what I'll share with you. The number one core value at the Chris Lindahl team is to be generous. I have a teaching degree, and this is my passion to educate homeowners in the Twin Cities on how to sell your house the right way so you don't end up leaving tens of thousands of dollars on the table going through the traditional real estate process. So go to SellerWorkshop.com for times and locations and to sign up for your free ticket. The Seller Workshops are happening April 16th through the 18th. Seating is limited, and trust me, they sell out fast. Visit SellerWorkshop.com or call 763-401-SOLD. Sunday morning ever, and Sunday pass on by. I'll be working here forever, at least until I die. Damn if you do, damn if you don't. I'm supposed to get a raise next week, you know that when I won't. Working for a living. That's sad. This guy cannot do this any longer because yeah. he's deaf. Same thing happened to, uh, who was it, Brian? Uh, Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson, yeah, yeah from me. It's actually, com- it's actually common in the industry. Oh, I bet it is, yeah. Because nobody wore earplugs or yeah, earpieces. No. Now every musician wears an earpiece that you they, they control the, the volume. Most of them are, uh, are uh, what's the big earpiece, the ear company here? Oh, oh Starkey. Uh, Starkey. Starkey Most Labs. of them are Starkey Labs, actually. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. They uh, so people don't have that problem anymore. But nobody wore those in the '60s and '70s and '80s. No. Nobody. No, that's very true. Uh, I wonder what things that when I'm 60 years old, we're all going to know that you know everyone was doing that we're going to find out was killing everyone. Kale. Yes, mm. kale. Have you ever tasted kale? No. Yeah. It's it like, tastes like tastes poison. Like, tastes like poison, exactly. You're yeah. I, right. It's I like, like, you know, when, like kale. <laughs> when you guys were kids, there was all sorts of stuff that people didn't really you I know, think grasp. Diet, diet Coke's going to be one of them. You think so? Yep, aspartame. Aspartame is illegal in every country in the world except America. Yeah, but nobody uses it anymore. Diet Pepsi, Diet Coke does. I thought they were they got away from that. I take one sip of Diet Coke and I feel sick. See, this says aspartame free, Diet Pepsi. Diet Pepsi. Yeah, so Coke still uses. I aspartame? believe Diet Coke still does. Oh, that's not a good idea. That's not a good plan. I'm Andy, glad. would you bring up the five random facts, please? I'm glad butter's good for you again. Though. I love butter. Oh, mm. God, butter. <laughs> How did they ever claim that butter was bad for you anyway? Oh, and I good. think real be sugar is better for you than any fake sugar. I think, I think you're absolutely right about that. Just don't eat too much of it. Yeah. Uh, here's some random facts for your Wednesday. Most of the movie Gangs of New York was filmed in Italy on sets designed to look like New York in the 19th century. Why would they do that? They're doing it right now in China. Too China is building the biggest music mo- movie studio in the world. Oh, are they? They have a whole New York built, a whole Chicago built, a whole L.A. built, and a whole really? Miami built. Already done. Jesus, I didn't know that. Google it. See the pictures there. It's amazing. It looks just like Chicago and New York and L.A. Why, I had no idea. Yeah, they're going to take over the movie business. 
They are. Yes, yes, they are. Because that's where all the big ticket sales are anyway. Yep. You did see that St. Louis Park Man is closing for good. I did oh, see that. Oh, is it really? Yeah. These movie theaters, man, I I don't know. I love going to movies. I love uh, to go to movie theaters. That's a dead art in America. But it's starting to die. It really Heck, is. Heck, TV's almost a dead art in America. Kids well, don't watch TV. You are absolutely. Andy doesn't even own a TV. No, mm-hmm. most kids don't. No, you're absolutely right. Sting, the singer, doesn't own the rights to the name Sting. The registered owner with the U.S. Patent Office is pro wrestler Sting, but he lets the other Sting use the name, too. Oh, oh so. Sting sharing. But didn't Sting, the wrestler, get his name from Sting, the singer, who didn't have the... Isn't that how it know. worked? I thought the wrestler came after the other Sting. sting? I, was told, I was told whoever pays the most taxes on a name... Oh, really? We'll get the ownership and get the go ownership to court. Sting, the wrestler, let's see. Well, he was born in 1959, debuted in 1985. And Sting, when did Sting first break yeah, through? Police were earlier, they were earlier than, they were than that. Earlier than that. Oh, yeah. But was he Sting at the time? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Let's so see. he was Sting before The first sting time the I saw was. them was at First Avenue. I want to say it was 82 or 83. Yeah, I guess you're right about that. I thought, I thought, yeah. ah, Roxanne Tune's kind of cool, but these guys are a one-hit wonder. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Missed well, that call. You were close. 50 billion albums. I said albums the same thing about you, too. Yeah. But you should see I how did. much uh, Sting makes off of uh, that song P. Diddy did or oh, Puff Daddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he never got the take. rights. Yeah. yeah. You are absolutely right about it's that. It's like almost, it's like three-fourths of a million dollars just for yeah. a song he had nothing to do with. No wonder he's such a happy guy. Well, <laughs> well that and the tantric sex. Yeah. Don't forget that part. Mariah Carey recorded All I Want for Christmas in August of 1994, so they brought Christmas trees into the studio to make it feel like Christmas, even though it was summertime. Can't you just kind of imagine it? Yeah. Mm. Well, she is bipolar. She's an artist. Oh, is she? Yeah, she just came out last week. She came out last week that she's bipolar? She's bi-crazy. So she's just out there? Well, she's give me attention. She's out there. I suppose. Unbelievable. Like, how could... You can't... Get she, she has to be like what almost 50? I would think so. I would think yeah. that's probably old. It's is. pretty rare to get diagnosed with bipolar disorder that old. I would imagine yeah, that's right. true. She's 49. Usually in your 20s. Yeah, 49. It would be very weird. Well, actually, I disagree because it, I'm, I'm, I'm 53. Will the defendant and, please rise? And nobody, so if you had bipolar, you didn't get diagnosed because you didn't never got taken taken to a doctor Why are for you that. At me? So you you wouldn't get diagnosed till it became a thing. Yeah, like but Mariah the, Carey. There was no such thing as being bipolar when we were kids. You yes, was just a was. weird person. It was called manic depression. Manic yeah. depression. You yeah. just relabeled it when or the new DSM three came out. Cyclothymia. So maybe she just figured out she's bipolar. What do we got, DSM-5 now? I yes. think it is up to Isn't five. Isn't it like, it's like this thick. Yeah, too. oh yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. You need to read that. I think that. it's DSM-5. It's a psych student. No, Did you really? Brutal. Oh, God, It's interesting that? how, because it's, it's, it's not all science. In fact, only half of it really is science. Yeah, the, the DSM-5 is, is kind of crappy. Yeah. Are they just like making stuff up? Yeah, a little well, bit. Well, it's, it's what psychiatrists use. It's the Bible of psychiatry. It's the Diagnostic Statistics Manual, and the number is the version. And that's when things like, I'm trying to think of a good example. Uh, one time, homosexuality was considered a psychiatric disorder. And right. then when they come out right. with a new one, they say, well, it's not anymore, so it's not. Yeah, but know. then this new stuff, this is a psychiatric disorder now. And right. Yeah. What yeah, about people that have anxiety attacks and all that stuff? Yep, that's all in there. in there, yep. The thing about the DSM-5 is there's a lot of stuff that it's it's really borderline that it could be considered a mental disorder, yeah. per se. Hypochondriacs. Oh, it's everything's in there. Yeah. Okay, is this in there? Because it just happened last night. No, seriously. Go ahead. I'm very serious about this. Last night was the first night in three and a half years I did not have a nightmare. You're such a liar. What do you mean I'm such a liar? <laughs> it's a fact. Andy, would you like to feel that one? It is the first time that I, in, in three and a half years, almost four years, that I did not well, have a nightmare. And what did you do different? Good I question. Don't, I don't know. Did you, just, did you do something different before you went to bed? Did you? I don't think so. Drink something, eat something. Did you watch, not watch TV, or watch TV? Did you go for a walk? Did you not like? Did you anything well, different? No. Very good. But you did have a day off before then, a full day off. I did have a full day off. Night that's and right. day. That, well, that's true. Uh, yeah, days off are. That's true. Definitely you had helpful. a full day off. I did have that. That's exactly a right. A day so, of rest. So do your. Oh, the day of. <laughs> 
All right, the day God. of rest. The day of rest. And I'm, that's right why I tell you how important that day of rest Especially is. Especially if you've created the universe. For the rest of us, we can get by without it. Let me ask you a question. So I didn't know you suffered from nightmares. Is it similar subjects or is it different all the time? Uh, it is always about me letting people down. Always. We've talked. Wow. You've talked about this a lot. It's on the show. Yeah, pretty I, I have, nightmare. I must have, I have on my nightmares. Phone. <laughs> I have nightmares. I must. Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he talks I about it a lot. Just, like I must be looking at porn on the phone. <laughs> no, I, I do. Whenever I have nightmares, it's about I I have failed someone or let them down. So it's a frustration kind of nightmare. No, it's frightening. It's yeah. really frightening. Yeah, I think it's, it's from your dad's issues. Probably. Probably issues with your father. But I didn't for a long time. You know, the only time I ever slept without using something to put me to sleep is when I first met Catherine. Because you didn't sleep. <laughs> no, I did sleep. I slept very well when I first met Catherine. But then I got really busy and had to travel a lot. So then I started not sleeping again. Huh. But, yeah, when Are I first met her. Are you guys sleeping in separate still? Now we have to because I go to bed four right. hours before right. she does, and she gets up four I'm hours gonna after start, I do. I'm going to copy that practice from you when we move. Yeah, it, if you – she's not – you know, Catherine's not going to get up at 4.30 in the morning. It's just not going to happen. Because I'm doing that. Nancy wakes up at 6.30 in the morning. Wake, and I, I have to wake up at 6.30 in the morning. I'm like, yeah. So what time do you, would you sleep until if you could? About 10. Oh, God. I can't remember the last. I, I don't sleep well at all. I wake yeah. up all night. Yeah, 10, me 10 or 11. Either. If nobody bothered me and there's nobody around, I'd probably wake up about 1. You know what really upsets me, and it really does bother me, and I learned this actually on our trip to Vegas last year, that if I use 10 milligrams of indica marijuana, I sleep like a rock. Well, there you go. But it's illegal. Yeah, I use true. one. If I use one milligram of, of a clonopin, I sleep like a rock. <laughs> well, yeah, I would imagine clonopin would make you sleep like there's no tomorrow. And, that, and fentanyl. That, they'll give me all Puts I want. Puts me right out. Well, that, you know that. They'll give me all I want of clonopin. Oh yeah, they will. Yeah. Yeah, they'll give me. Okay, but you don't want to do that. Hundred yeah, pills think, a month. I think pot's probably better for yeah, you. Yeah, pot's better for you than clonopin, man. I wouldn't take too much clonopin. Yeah, I. I I don't know, and Mandy, maybe you know this, the the 10 milligrams of indica that you would buy at a dispensary in Vegas, the medical marijuana, is it of the same grade or is it not as effective? It's whatever you get on the street is pretty much always going to be worse. It's going to be worse than the medical. Weaker. Yeah, yeah weaker. Oh, so I could, so I probably at this point, because of PTSD or whatever, I could probably go to a doctor and get it. Yeah, there's a dispensary right here on 10th Street. Oh, is there? Yeah. Downtown. So I just have to go to my doctor and get a get a prescription for it. it used to be the Women's Health Center now. It's a pot dispensary. Yeah, because I, I don't mean, know I how it works in Minnesota, really but I think well. you have to get a note from your doctor and then some sort of a license and from it's the pill, state. All don't pill you? For, it's all pill for pour, pill form, which is fine. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to smoke it anyway. I, yeah, I just, really. Smoking is edibles, actually not good for you. Edibles no. are really no. the best route to take. When we were in Vegas, I was doing edibles, and I slept like there were. I I sleep really well. You can chew on a pill yeah. if you want. I'm afraid to do any of it. I have a fear. Well, but to this try stuff is backsliding. No, not at all. Backsliding. I, I, I think you have not, a problem not, with not at all. I think I, I think I've, I have a fear of having a panic attack, of not being nor of having being high. Yeah, everyone always I talks about yeah, out. a bad trip, and it's like that sounds horrible. Why would you do so that to yourself? I, the that's last my retirement plan when I hang it up, I'm just gonna the last time smoke I, pot I, and the, watch The Simpsons. The last time I, like I tried it. pot was probably about six years ago, and I went home to Philadelphia and ran into some high school friends at a bar and. My guy goes, hey, you want to do a one-hitter? And I go, a one-hitter. I'm like, you know, I haven't smoked pot in 25 years, but hey, I'll do a one-hitter. And we went out in the parking lot and did a one-hitter and went back in the bar. And at, when I, right when I walked in, everybody went, what's wrong? Oh, really? Because, yeah, because it did not go over well with me at all. Yeah, I, I had to go. I either. had to go home. I had to go home. My parents were out of town. So I went back to my parents' house, and I went to my parents' bedroom. I had my head in the pillow, and I was freaking out. Like I was freaking. So I don't think pot's a good idea for me. Well, it all depends. It's sativa and indica. That's what my friend said that grows pot in California. He said, you did the wrong kind you of pot. sativa will get you higher than hell. And I was higher than hell. Yeah, indica, indica and I started panicking that I'm never going to be normal again. So well, you, and then it turned out that that was right. It was right. <laughs> So you're, <laughs> you're never going to be Fears were well-founded. So I, that was about the last time I, I did it, too. I was at a gig, and the bass player was just a total pothead. And he goes, come on, you got to try some of this. And this is 20-some years ago. I got sick. Goddamn Freak, you're right too high, I right? wasn't freaking out. But I freaked I'm like, out. These 
three-minute songs are going on for like an hour and a half. <laughs> the other guitar player leans over. He's the front man of the band. He goes, are you out of tune? And I said, no, I'm just playing the wrong notes. Are you out of tune? I freaked out so bad that I forgot the phone in my hand, and I dialed 9-1 so I could just dial the last one. Because you were freaking out. No, I was freaking out. Yeah, I know. Just that, from one hit apart. Wow. Yeah, Sativa so won't do I, that, but strong enough. I, I, I'm not big on any kind of drug or alcohol. Or I just... Well, remember I warned that woman in Vegas. Uh-huh. I, I warned everybody. I said, look, if you're going to take 10 milligrams of an edible, if it doesn't hit you right away, don't, don't do take it. Another don't one. take another one because it's a huge mistake. Yeah, I made that mistake with acid back in the early 80s. <laughs> and what, oh, God, you could kill you. No, I'm serious. Uh-huh. Didn't feel anything for two hours, so I took another hit. Oh, no, no. No, 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 no. Bad idea. Billy, 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 Billy. No, she did, yeah, so she did 10 milligrams, didn't do anything, she thought, and then she did another 10 milligrams, and I guess she was up all night. It's like, don't, you, especially sativa. Indica wouldn't be as bad. It's pretty mellow. But if you do 20 milligrams of sativa after not doing, ever having done it before, it's not going to be. I just want to go to the pot it. shop. That's got to be like. Pot shop is cool. A Fellini film, I it would It is think. unbelievable. And they're, they're, they're. Ball caps. I have one. They look like a Viking hat. They're purple with gold lettering. They look just like a Minnesota Viking. Well, I'm going to go to Tangiers this year, and the, there's the, everything is there, like pot and hash. Like it's kind of open yeah, market. Make, make sure it's not illegal there, though. No, it's not. Okay. Not, not. What if you end up in prison forever in Tangiers? Well, in Morocco, you can go. To, there's places in near there that you can go to prison for. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I suppose. I, I, listen, I don't take chances. Yeah, it's called the Middle East. Yeah. yeah, you go to Middle East and honestly. Well, God. this is North Africa where I'm going. Yeah, why but, are you going to Tangiers? Uh, I'm just going on a, on a trip before I go to Benelli Week in Fezzero. I do the oh, same. Okay, yeah. I go yeah. somewhere so it's for a week. week. Of, yep. It's a week of rest. It's a week of rest. Yeah. From the stress. <laughs> yeah. It's just overwhelming. Well, I want to be relaxed before I go on vacation. <laughs> I completely understand. <laughs> well, you want to be relaxed before you go on vacation. So I go somewhere to relax for a week, no, then go on it. vacation. Go, like three weeks before I go on vacation, I start slowing down at work. Yes. You don't want to stop all at once. Right. It's, it's bad for right. you. It's bad for you. Well, I've been doing it wrong now my whole <laughs> life. Well, you don't take vacations. Yeah, I don't take vacations. That's true. Thanks for listening. Thanks to the guy, Edward Edwards, not calling in. What the hell's the matter? You dumb bastard. He had an emergency dentist appointment, yeah, apparently. Of course he did. Mm. <laughs> in any case, we'll Big. talk to you tomorrow. Tom Bernard Show. <laughs>